and welcome to Super Boothers. I am your space travel agent, Ryan Salinas. And I am Earthling Ismail. <laughs> Resident alien. So the funny thing about that was whenever I, I actually had a conversation with Dave Miller from LA Photo Party about this in uh, in Brisbane, we were chit-chatting about – so for those that don't know, Dave Miller used to work for NASA, which is Brian Miller's brother from LA Photo Party. And we were – there was one thing that I posted. Well, so everyone was like going like crazy and someone said, oh, does anyone want this lead? Like I'm not going to drive an hour. It's out of my service area. I'm like, it takes me an hour to get out of my building. Like how, how, how is only an hour? Like, not like, do you just want them like on your street? Like, where do you want your photo booth gigs to be? So I, and everyone was chiming in. Are you laughing? (laughs) Everyone was just chiming in on, you know, how far like their service area goes. My service area, like literally is anywhere a plane goes. Like I generally do not care where I go to work. Like it does not matter to me. Like as long as like someone's ended up paying for it, I'm completely cool with it. Have no problem. And I posted a photo of a galaxy, like just spinning around. And I was like, in case anyone was wondering, this is where my service area is. And it was just like, I'm sure. I'm sure as soon as they have like intergalactic travel and, flying to the moon i can see you sitting right on that rocket going up there with your photo booth you will not say no to money no i will do a roaming and it'll bounce like from like the lack of gravity like i'm all about it have no problem whatsoever and actually funny enough on my instagram story uh i was (laughs) i had a bad day and i might have taken a xanax (laughs) i was scrolling through tiktok scrolling through instagram and i (laughs) i might have posted something so on my urban events page, I posted in case anyone's wondering, like this is our service area. And I did like the same gif of like galaxy spinning and then it did New York and then it did LA and then I did Vegas. And then I did, uh, where else did I do? I did Dallas. I did Boston. And then I wrote dot, 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 except Cleveland. I won't go there. <laughs> I, I thought it was funny, Why? but I'm like, ouch, people in Cleveland are not going to be happy. You just lost all I, clients you know in what? Cleveland. Both of them. Which is, kind of the goal because i'm putting it out there i don't want to go to cleveland not gonna happen i think it's like old like lebron reflex you know like i just don't want to go there it's a shame because it used to be a you know critical part of the american infrastructure back in the day but it's really like what's down there now i don't know not no more like who does events in flint that's what i want to know is there a market for photo booth in flint <laughs> i know it's, in trouble it's, for it's this funny <laughs> yeah you're gonna get in trouble someone to stop you and save you but it's funny how people kind of hold themselves back and they don't realize how they're doing it. Like someone who's not willing to drive an hour, why put that limit on your success? Why? Unless, I mean, maybe this guy's totally killing it in within an hour and he doesn't, he doesn't want to be bothered. Maybe, but more than likely people kind of hold themselves back without realizing it. Like, get, this is the thing that I get a kick out of is someone made a comment about going to Australia. Oh, it's a trip of a lifetime. I mean, is it though? I mean, you just like, Buy a plane ticket and go. Like you can do it anytime you want. I don't know. I think that people just now, pull Ryan, themselves back you, a lot from travel. You're what? you're you're an extreme like traveler. You know there's people and there are people that have never been on a plane. Like the majority of the global population yeah, we talked has about never this. been on a plane. Has never been on a plane. Yeah. So on top but of that too, part, I know, like there are people that have never left the state. 
Like there are people in New York that have never left yeah. New York state. It blows my mind. No, it's crazy to me. And I just, I can't operate like that. Like I, I just don't, if you want to go somewhere, like go, sorry, I'm messing with a whole bunch of cords right now. Please don't talk amongst yourselves. Um, funny enough, whenever I was in Australia giving my talk, there was like this random bird that was like slamming itself against the window. <laughs> I was like, let him in. He wants to hear me. He really, he really wanted your content, Ryan. He really, he really did. He was killing the pigeon market. Let me tell you. But no, so today I thought we actually, we did a little call a while back and uh, wanted to do, um, an episode with more user generated content. So we had people ask questions and I said, you know what, if you're doing something that's great and you want to tell everyone about it, please call in. Um, we had a couple of people uh, submit uh, voice recordings to us and we really appreciate it. I would love for everyone to do this. It just makes this just a much better and more interesting show because a lot of the people are scared to ask the stupid questions. And that's the big thing is if you are going through this problem, someone else has as well. And it's really beneficial um, for just everyone to know about it. So we have pulled uh, three comments that we got from people and we we're going to share them today. By the way, before you go into that, if you are afraid mm -hmm. to ask stupid questions, you can just PM me and I'll ask him. I don't mind. I look stupid. It's okay. He's good at that. Uh, first question. Hi, my name is Brittany and I own Karma Photo Booth Services in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada and in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico. I think the biggest shift that helped my business out in 2019 was shifting my mind to community over competition. I reached out, I formed some great relationships with other photo booth owners in the Edmonton area and we worked together to make sure that the clients that had requested our services were covered through it client referrals, white label opportunities, um, talking about difficulties that we had uh, with our booth setups or anything like that. Um, but especially with the client sharing idea, it, uh, it really gave me the opportunity to have you know, spots that I had empty filled um, to make that additional revenue. And I think that we have a very, very strong community up here, which is so exciting. Thanks, Super Boothers. See, now this is someone that I can get behind. Uh, Canada and Puerto Vallarta are pretty far from one another. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, it's not an hour away, that's for sure. I love it. Um, so what did you take away from this? I personally, and I think I've talked about this in, in past episodes, I totally agree with what Brittany was saying because it's tempting to view everyone as competition. And I've been uh, on the other side of that as well. I've had people like climbing, literally climbing through my booths at bridal shows and stuff like that. Um, and it's just funny to me because you don't have to be that way. And I can speak from experience that I have done way better because of the relationships I have locally. And there's a few people in the New York area that I've become very good friends with. And there's plenty of business. Like there's plenty of business. You hear like the good thing about being on the show is that we hear from listeners all over the world in towns that you probably don't even know of, and they have business. Wallagong. So Wallagong. There's more than enough work to go around, right? You don't need to fight people for it. On the contrary, I found it very helpful having people that I can pass work to. Like specifically this past holiday season, I was caught in a very tough position where I did not have I, I overbooked by a lot. I didn't have enough people and equipment and some people couldn't work and whatever. It was a whole thing. And who bailed me out? Those local 
uh, people that I befriended instead of, instead of viewing as comp- competition. So that's one way you can use it to your benefit, but also things that you don't offer that other people do. It's another opportunity where you can sell that to your customers and have your quote unquote competition do it for you. So everyone can win if you start to view it as more of a collaborative community. Um, I wish more people thought that way. So I, I thank you, Brittany, for sharing that. You know, I really appreciate someone being forthright enough to kind of put this put this out there. I think that community is most definitely more more important. Um, you know, especially not only in just vendor relationships, but relationships you have with, you know, not only your customer, but like the, you know, people that work there. I think that there are some venues and some hotels where I'm really good friends with like banquet managers and banquet captains, because truthfully, those are the people that can actually make stuff happen. Um, I've said this before and I've said it again, the best person that you can like be friends with is the security people. Like those are the ones that like will get you in a bind or get you out of a bind rather whenever like you really need it. I remember I did an event in Houston and we were running late. There were problems and it was, you know, just power stuff. It was (laughs) fire festival. I'm kidding. Um, but this person was like, Hey, you want to lift in the golf cart and literally saved us like 20 minutes each way. Like, and it was just like the best thing. And all just because you were nice to someone, I think that it's easier to be nice than it is to be mean. Unless you're me in the previous episode. Next question. (laughs) Hey guys, uh, just checking in. Um, when you've got a multi preset start screen, how do you, how do you actually explain that to your clients? Like they don't understand even what, what an overlay is. So what do we do? How do we explain what our booth does? This is a hard one. What do you think? Uh, truthfully, I had the opposite reaction. So maybe maybe you can call me out here for being wrong. But I think sure. it's a pretty sim- simple answer. So. Is, <laughs> I, I know you're waiting for it. But I, I well, think well, my th- initial... Well, th- well, this is the thing is it, it can also go beyond this. So how do you explain to someone that doesn't like do what you do every day? My simple answer, and I'm sure maybe I'm oversimplifying it here, is just show them. Like, they don't know what an overlay is or they don't know how the preset would look. Show them examples. That's what I do. Um, I know I'm oversimplifying it, but to me, it can be that simple. Obviously, you have to explain it. You have to, like, sometimes I even circle things in images and point it out and draw on it and send it to clients. And that way, they can see it. Um, Sometimes I send out videos and show differences between different things. So once they see it, it's easier for them to understand and comprehend. They may not understand the terms that we use. Um, so the, for me, the go-to thing would be to just show them. You you make a really valid point here. Um, I did a webinar on promo videos, um, and it's available on my website at ryanslinus.com. Um, however, one of the things that I think is really important is the visual part of it. And I think you kind of hit the nail right on the head. Um, one thing that I do in all my proposals is I include sample videos of people at an event using it. Um, I think that that's super, super important. Um, but to the point of the technical aspect of, well, how do you explain, you know, what these things are to a a client? Um, and it goes back and forth. There was a client that sent me an email or actually it was the planner that was talking with the client that sent me an email and the end client said, Oh, can he do one of those Insta videos photo booth? I'm like, 
what the hell is she talking about? Like, is, am I missing something? Like what's going on? So as it turns out, she just meant, uh, funny enough, more like a TikTok, um, meaning that there's video, there's effects and there's audio underneath it. And I was like, yes, we can do all this stuff, but it's also asking questions, um, if it's the other way around. So like if let's say they're trying to uh, say what they want, but they're clearly not getting out the right words or, you know, the right context or whatever, it's asking those probing questions to figure out what it is that they're going for. Um, a big thing is, Hey, can you show me an example? Um, and it goes the other way. So if you can't, if, if you're trying to explain something that they can't understand, you know, Visual examples are usually the best way if, if written isn't working. Um, but yeah, I, I think that, uh, it, there are times where it can be really hard, um, to kind of get what we need. I can't tell you how many times I've asked a client for a PNG and they send me the lowest resolution JPEG known to man. And that does nothing for me. It's gotten to the point where I just say thank you and I just edit the, you know, logo myself to remove the background just because I think it just saves a lot of time rather than, you know, tracking down, you know, the correct file version that this person may or may not know what, you know, is or isn't. Um, but anyways, I think that's really important is to ask questions and to be, um, a little bit more forthright in like your visuals. Yeah. Excellent question. That, the, the asking the question, I think it's important to know who you're speaking to, right? So if you're speaking to a corporate client and they have a designer in house that you're talking to about the, the design, they'll know the PNG as an example. If you're speaking to someone's mom, who says Insta video, like you have to know who you're talking to so you can better um, target your question. Um, and, but this is a, this is really a great question because even though the answer may be simple of just showing them, it can be a breakthrough in your, in your, in your business because now the people that you weren't able to communicate effectively with that you couldn't sell effectively to, this little simple tweak can potentially help you book more business. So hopefully that works out for you. Awesome. And I think we have one more question. Hello, Super Boothers. This is Hi. Lisa from Zaro Celebrations in the Hudson Valley area of New York. And my question is regarding, should you make separate packages for your general party clients? Let's say it's a birthday, anniversary, wedding, shower, etc. Make a group of packages for those clients and then a separate group of packages for your corporate clientele or should it all fall under the same pricing umbrella? Also, with that said, how many options should we offer? Um, we're trying to tweak our pricing and get more volume as far as bookings. So we're considering layering in not just digital only and giphys, but layering in a step between that and unlimited prints with just having one four by six print out or two film strips. We don't want to confuse people though. And that's kind of tough. So if, if you could enlighten me with some advice, that would be fantastic. Thank you so much. Well, that was sweet. Uh, so the big thing that I got from this is should you separate social packages from corporate packages? Ismail, what's your thoughts? Cause I certainly have mine. <laughs> I'm actually curious to hear yours almost before I say mine, but I'll, I'll chime in on the second part of a question with how many pricing options first, because that that was what stuck out to me. I've seen, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you say, Ryan, but I've seen studies where, and Lisa kind of hinted at this in her question, she didn't want to confuse or overwhelm people with too many options. And there are various studies out there that 
agree with it where there's decision overwhelm. If you have too many options, people just get uh, overwhelmed mentally and don't want to make the decision and then may go with someone else, right? And there's varying um, studies on what's the best way. One way I've seen is three options where you have the one option that you want everyone to do, and then you have the lower and higher option. But the lower and higher option is priced such that you're really trying to convince people to go for the, the middle one. Um, so you price the higher one so much higher and you price the middle of the lower one just a little bit lower so that the person would uh, be like, why don't I just go with the middle one? The high one's too high. The lower one's just a little bit lower and you're pushing people towards one option. So even in that example where there are three pricing options, the goal is still to push to one. So I think the main takeaway I take from that is how do you simplify? How do you simplify your pricing packages as opposed to adding more to it? And the other thing I would add to your, your question, Lisa, is you, when you're talking about how do you package things versus social versus corporate, it really is hard to give a blanket answer because it depends on how you want to run your business, right? There are people that want simplified business. I have one thing. I don't care who you are. I got too much work. I don't want to deal with it. This is what I give you. Do you want it or not? Then there are people that maybe don't have as many clients and they want to focus on each client more. Um they don't mind spending the time to have different packages for that particular client. Personally, I don't know. This is where I'd be curious to get Ryan's input, but I don't know if it'd be worthwhile to create different packages for, I would have different pricing between corporate and social. I don't know if the packages would be that different. I don't know. Ryan, what do you think? Maybe I'd have different services that you can upsell to corporate people. I'd want to price it differently. I don't know about the different packages. What do you think, Ryan? Okay, so I haven't done packages in quite some time. Um, whenever someone asks me for pricing, I always just say everything is based off of custom proposal, and I want to build something for someone. Um, so I'm I'm a little bit different. However, uh, I have, it's kind of a twofold answer that I have. Um, first off is the volume that you're doing. Um, so if your goal is to do weddings, if your goal is to do birthday parties, if that is what brings you joy, then by all means, you know, that's the business that you need to go for. Um, you know, I, uh, really in the last, I don't know, six months, I haven't done a lot of social. Um, and if it is social, it's more like, um, charity social, not necessarily like wedding social, um, I will say that with me, it's the blanket pricing. Um, I, I'm not doing a lower end for, you know, your small birthday party. If you want us to do a three hour thing, you're going to get the same rate than it would be for, you know, a gigantic corporate thing. Um, and granted the times are going to be, you know, a little bit different, but for the most part, it's going to stick to that same rate. Um, so that necessarily wouldn't exactly apply to me. Um, However, I think that, yes, you should have separate content split in two. So, for example, I think a great way of doing this is on your website. You know what? Here's all our photo booths have uh, a wedding thing. This is actually a thing if you're doing weddings. So let's say like your website goes to services. It brings you to a website that is split down the middle and it has, you know, social and corporate. A corporate person is going to click on the corporate button. And what you're going to do is you're going to sell to that 
corporate person in a very corporate way. So here's your holiday party that we can do. Here's your company picnic that we can do. Here's a team building thing that you're going to do. Because what a wedding doesn't want to see is a wedding doesn't want to see corporate. So whenever you have that page on your website of services that split between the two, you want the wedding person to go to the social stuff. Here's pretty flowers. Here is, you know, fun little ceremony. Here is guests having fun with whatever. I do play to this whenever I send out my proposals. So for example, if I get a lead for a wedding, I'm going to send them, let's just say it's, they want a roaming photo booth for a wedding. I'm going to send them a video of a roaming photo booth from a wedding because they're not going to see, you know, what crazy thing I did at Omnia in Vegas. They're not going to care about that because that's not pulling on their heartstrings. That's not, you know, painting the picture. That's not creating a fantasy. That's doing nothing for them. So um, I think that a wedding wants to see a wedding. So yes, I would split the packages and pricing probably accordingly. Um, I, I, I What's your opinion on that? Yes or no? My my opinion is I'm kind of surprised that you wouldn't charge more for the corporate side. I I thought I absolutely am charging more. Said, I'm beyond charging more. Right, but didn't you just say that you would you would charge the same for someone for their social thing or their corporate thing? Doesn't really matter. Yeah, if if I'm doing a social thing, they're paying my corporate price. I don't care if it's your wedding or not. That was me being nice, Ismail. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Again, I think it goes back to. What it's tough to give blanket advice for these types of things without knowing more about your personal goals and your personal preference on how you want to run your business or who your clientele is and stuff like that. So I think what Ryan and I are trying to do is throw things out that we would consider and think about. Um, and because you know your your specific situation, you'd be able to better put that into practice. It's it's really preference, right? I would err more towards simplification because um, I don't think you can really scale any business with that, with a lot of complication. So I would try to simplify and streamline um, your services, your packages, however, however you have it set up, your pricing. But I do agree with, a lot with what Ryan said about, you know, the corporate person wants to be sold in a certain way. They don't want to see weddings and the social person doesn't want to see corporate stuff. You kind of, it's back to like targeted marketing, right? So the, the most effective copy is when it feels like someone's talking to you directly so if you can give that feeling to the corporate client and the social client where they feel you're talking to them to them specifically about their event, it's a higher likelihood that you'll, they'll book you. So I would keep all that in mind and um, see how which one applies best for you. Uh, something that I kind of want to touch on a little bit is something that I had uh, designing someone's website a while, um, a little bit ago. And the comment that they made to me was that they didn't want to see people in the website. And I, I asked them out of pure curiosity, why? Uh, and his answer kind of shocked me, um, which uh, I can go into detail a little later. Um, but for the most part, he was saying how, you know, with office staff, they had a high turnover. They didn't really want to include any of that stuff. Um, so this was for a dental office. So people clearly don't want to be like, you know, um, no one wants to see pictures of like someone's like tooth getting drilled, like on a website. That's not romantic. They want to see the end result. They don't want to see like, you know, all the hard work that it took to get there. Um, and I was really intrigued by that because he didn't even want to see after photos. Like they just really wanted to focus on, you know, the office and how state of the art it was. And I get that, but I kind of disagreed a little bit. Um, I think that especially in website design, any print that you're doing, 
any postcards, any collateral that you have really needs to have people enjoying your product. Um, and this is something that I touched on in my promo videos. People want to see a connection. You have to tell a story and you really need to make sure that people are seen using your product and having a good time doing it. Um, we're, we're really lucky. We're not funeral directors. We don't have to deal with people at a really sad time. We are dealing with people at usually one of the happiest times of their lives. Um, you know, people generally are in a much better mood whenever they deal with us. And I just think that whenever you have any sort of marketing, that is what it needs to evoke. People need to see themselves in whatever it is you're putting out there. Um, there are a lot of people that do a really, 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 really good job of doing this on their website, on their Instagram, you know, and so on and so forth. Um, I think that if you spend a little time going over websites of, you know, your competition just to see what everyone else is doing, I think that it's really good to picture yourself with whatever it is their product is. Um, this is more of like a website issue, but there are times where, you know, you go on someone's website and it's so texty and it's so just like covered in verbiage and it's just so horrible. We are a visual industry. We need to be told visually. And I think that this, that's just something just to kind of keep in mind in the background. I love these episodes, man. I love hearing from people. And even if it's a question or, or something that's been working for you or not working for you, or, or it's just... It's the best way to hear directly from people on what they want to hear more about. So I love doing these episodes, and I hope that we get more questions submitted. So uh, this is a big surprise. Uh, everyone that was on today's episode gets a $50 Amazon gift card because they were the ones that put in the effort and called in and left us lovely, lovely, lovely messages. So everyone on today's episode is getting a $50 Amazon gift card. It should be in your email now. If you want to submit your questions, please go to thesuperboothers.com and click ask a question to be featured on maybe one of our next episodes. And maybe I'll give out more money. Who knows? You know, it really pays when people do what I tell them to. Like, quite literally. So am I getting an Amazon gift card for... Are we getting one too? You know what you want. need a Theragun. Those things are amazing. Whatever, I'm getting cheese fries.